Now Daniel so distinguished himself by his excellent qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Well, that was enough to provoke jealousy in the hearts of Daniel's colleagues, so much so that they plotted to discredit him. They examined his calendar, audited his expense reports, and interviewed his associates. They looked everywhere to find something by which to accuse him. But Daniel was squeaky clean. They could find no corruption in him. If something like a congressional committee investigated all of your affairs, what would they uncover? Dare to be a Daniel, and you'll never have to worry about their findings. I'm Ron Jones. Something good starts right now. What does it take to be a good role model? Find out next on today's edition of Something Good with Dr. Ron Jones, lead pastor at Atlantic Shores Baptist Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I'm Brian Davis. Thanks for stopping by. Today, Ron takes us to chapter six of the book of Daniel, a man who found so much favor with God that he rose to prominence in a godless culture. Along the way, Ron shares four essential qualities that every good role model should have. Remember, you can stream or download the program anytime at our brand new website, somethinggoodradio.org. That's somethinggoodradio.org. You can also get the podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. From his teaching series, Standing Strong, let's join Ron for today's Something Good Radio message, Inside the Lion's Den. Well, every generation is looking for good role models, uh, heroes, we might say, good examples to follow. And our generation is no different. Unfortunately, oftentimes we look to celebrities or maybe athletes, and sometimes they disappoint us. That's not to say that every celebrity and every athlete is a bad example or a bad role model or can't be a hero in a certain setting. But uh, there are so many bad examples out there that it kind of tarnishes it for, for those who have a platform. But the good news is you don't have to have a public platform, a a large Twitter following or anything like that to be a good role model, to be an example for somebody to follow, even to be a hero, even a hero of the faith. Uh, I love the uh, superhero movies, and my my son and I, it's the boys in the family that like going to those movies. The girls like other kinds of movies, but I like the Superman and the Batman and the uh, uh, Spider-Man and now Shazam and all of those superhero movies, but they're really not superheroes. I want to introduce you today, and we've been getting to know a real superhero of the faith. His name is Daniel. And we've been saying from the beginning of this series that he's an example worth following, an example worth imitating. Um, He shows us how to stand strong in our faith when the heat is on and, yes, even when you might get thrown into the lion's den. Um, Before we get to Daniel, I'm reminded of what the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 and verse 1. Get this. He says, follow me as I follow Christ. 
You know, first time I ever read that, I thought, how, how bold of the Apostle Paul uh, to think that we should follow him. But he, he's really saying, listen, I, I'm following Christ just as Jesus bid me and all of us to follow him. I'm following Christ and I'm imploring you, I'm encouraging you to follow me as I follow Christ and we follow him together. That's a worthy model to follow. It's a worthy hero to make, a hero of the faith. And, and I kind of sense from the book of Daniel, if Daniel were with us today, Daniel would say, follow me as I follow Christ. You say, well, Christ hadn't even been born yet. Oh, no, he's the eternal uh, member of the Trinity, right? And he was the fourth man in the fire. Remember that story in Daniel chapter 4, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? He was the fourth man in the fire. So I think it's fair uh, to suggest and to imagine Daniel standing before us today saying, follow me as I follow Christ. In Daniel chapter 6, Daniel is thrown into the lion's den. Now, what a great story this is. It's, a, it's an iconic story, one of the great stories in the Bible. He's thrown into the lion's den, and four things emerge about his character that make him a hero worth imitating. And I want to talk about those four things today. And in doing so, show us uh, how we can escape our own lion's den. And we'll talk about that as time goes on. Let's begin in verse 1 of chapter 6. It says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps to be throughout the whole kingdom and over them three high officials of whom Daniel was one, to whom these satraps should give account so that the king might suffer no loss. Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him and the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. The first of these four character traits that make Daniel a hero worth following, as he says to us, follow me as I follow Christ, is, is what I would describe as an excellent attitude. I mean, Daniel just had, well, the, the Scripture says an excellent spirit about him. He was just a guy that everybody loved to be around. He, he had a positive attitude. He infused uh, positivity and joy and uh, uh, just, just made everybody kind of feel good as they were around Daniel. Daniel wasn't a negative Nelly. He didn't spew, you know, a poisonous negative attitude into the team. And this is one of the reasons that Daniel excelled. Now, the Bible tells us that Darius is now the king, not over the Babylonian Empire, but now over the Medo-Persian Empire that took down the Babylonian Empire. Now, the Babylonian Empire ends at the end of chapter 5. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar is off the scene. His grandson, Belshazzar, who ruled over the Babylonian Empire, is now off the scene. And Darius the Mede is now king. And the Medo-Persian Empire that was predicted to take control has taken control. We know this uh, fulfillment of prophecy from history. And Darius was smart enough to, to organize his kingdom. He was an organizational genius. He, he pulled together 120 leaders. And then of the 120, he had three that had distinguished themselves, three that would lead the 120, and the 120 would lead for him the kingdom. But there was one man among the three named Daniel who was exceptional. And, and Darius had already figured it out. Nebuchadnezzar found out that, Dar that Daniel was exceptional. 
Belshazzar uh, figured out that Daniel was exceptional, and it didn't uh, take long for Darius to figure this out as well. And Darius had plans to put Daniel as number one, numero uno, to elevate him to lead not only the three, but the 120 to lead you know, just under the king himself. And you know what happened? People grew jealous. We'll get to that in a moment. But the reason Daniel was looked at to be promoted to this level was because, well, he had an excellent spirit. He had an excellent attitude, we might say. There's an old saying, but I believe it's true. Your attitude will determine your altitude. It's really true. I've met a lot of people and served with a lot of people who have great talent, great education. They've gone to all the best schools. They have all this great experience. They are talented beyond measure but they just have a negative, nasty attitude, and they poison the team with it. It might be in a work environment. It might be in a ministry team environment. But I've also met people that may not be the most talented individuals, but they just bring an infectious, contagious attitude, positive attitude to the environment. Your attitude really will determine your altitude. I've carried this around for me for a number of years. It's attributed to a pastor named Chuck Swindoll. It's so good that some people have put it on uh, posters and placards. Swindoll said this, the longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts, and it is more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes than what people, other people think or say or do. He says, attitude is more important than appearance, gifted ability, or skill. It will make or break a company, a church, or a home. The remarkable thing is that we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we will embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that certain people will act in a certain way. The only thing we can do is play the one string that we have, and that string is attitude. He says, I'm convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it, and so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. And so it was with Daniel. There was a lot that Daniel couldn't control. He couldn't control that as a teenager, he had been uh, held captive by the Babylonians and taken from his uh, sweet and holy city of Jerusalem, his hometown, and taken to to Babylon and held captive for all these years. He couldn't control that. He couldn't control what one king after another king or after another king did to make it difficult for the Hebrews to live in that pagan environment. But the one thing he could control was how he reacted to it and his attitude toward it. Now, if you don't think attitude is important and you don't think attitude determines your altitude, hold your place here in Daniel chapter 6 and turn with me to Philippians. Philippians chapter 2, and the Apostle Paul writes this letter to the Philippians, beginning in verse 5, he says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. I prefer the translation that says, let this attitude be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What attitude is he talking about? He goes on to say, who though Jesus was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. 
Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. Jesus had a great attitude. He, he had a great attitude. He, he, he didn't consider it, uh, you know, robbery or uh, a deficiency to humble himself. I mean, this is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he comes to this earth in the humility of Bethlehem clothing himself in human flesh. Are you kidding me? Oh, the humiliation of Christ. But he had this attitude, and his attitude determined his altitude because the Bible says that the Father highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. It's just one of the four characteristics that I see in this guy, Daniel, that makes him a worthy hero for us to imitate. Uh, let's read on in verse 4. It says, Then the high officials and the satraps sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom, but they could find no ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful and no error or fault was found in him. Not only did Daniel have an excellent attitude, he had untarnished integrity. You see, all the, uh, the other people among the leaders that Darius had appointed, when they began to learn that this Hebrew named Daniel was, was going to be appointed numero uno, they grew stinking jealous of him. That's all it is, just jealousy. And they sought to take him down. And they said, we, we can find something in this guy by which to accuse him and to find fault in him. And they set up an investigation, and they investigated, and they investigated, and they investigated. And you know what? They came up with nothing, nada, zilch, blippo, all right? Nothing on the guy. They couldn't find anything by which to accuse him. Why? Because Daniel lived his entire life with untarnished integrity. Don't go away. We're only about halfway through today's message with Dr. Ron Jones. Today's teaching is part of Ron's series, Standing Strong. Visit the newly refreshed somethinggoodradio.org for more info on this series or to hear any of Ron's daily messages on demand. That's somethinggoodradio.org. When you stop by, be sure to sign up for a free daily devotional from Dr. Ron Jones called A Good Word. Each day you'll get an inspirational start from God's Word delivered right to your inbox. Subscribe today right on the homepage of the brand new website, somethinggoodradio.org. If someone was trying to tarnish your reputation, could they find enough evidence to get the job done? Here's Ron with the rest of today's Something Good Radio message, Inside the Lion's Den. Integrity, it's a great word. It comes from the Latin word integritas. It means wholeness or completeness or entireness. There wasn't anything missing in Daniel's character by which they could find fault in him. He, he, he was a man of integrity. Maybe a math lesson will help. Uh, Mom, dad, grandparents, are you smarter than your fifth grader this morning? Let's remember a little math lesson. Kids, help us out here, all right? Remember the difference between an integer and a fraction? An integer is a whole number. 
1, 2, 5, 7, 9, 256, those are called whole numbers, all right? A whole number has integrity because it's a whole number. It's an entire number. It's a complete number. A fraction is not a whole number. One-half, one-third, you know, one-fourth, five-sixths. It's a part of a whole number. You say, well, what does that have to do with uh, being in church this morning? Well, here's the question. Are you, examine yourself here, are you an integer or are you a fraction? You see, God wants to make integers of us, people of untarnished integrity, that our character is whole and it's complete and it's entirely reflective of the character of Jesus Christ. And nobody can find fault in us. Now, Daniel was not a perfect man, a sinless man, but he was blameless. A blameless person is somebody that when he or she finds something that doesn't rise to the level of moral excellence in them, that they deal with it honestly and with integrity. They confess their sins. They repent of their sins. They ask God to cleanse them and move them forward. Daniel was not perfect. He wasn't sinless. There was only one person who was sinless, and that was Jesus, the Son of God. But he was a blameless person, a man of integrity. He, he was an integer and not a fraction. Um, Coach John Wooden, you know, this is basketball time, right? Final four time. I stayed up way too late watching my Purdue Boilermakers almost beat Virginia. Oh, oh. We won't talk about that, but Coach John Wooden is the legendary coach of the UCLA Bruins. I don't know, 10-plus uh, national championships to his credit. Coach Wooden says, in its simplest form, integrity is purity of intention. It's keeping a clean conscience. Purity of intention is really a reflection of the heart. People with integrity always want to do what's right once they are sure what right is. And then he says, as only a legendary basketball coach can say, people of integrity do what is right both on and off the court. Are you a person of integrity? It wasn't enough that um, the other leaders couldn't find some fault in Daniel. When, when they found him to be faultless, they changed their strategy. Let's read on in verse 5. Then these men said, we shall not find any ground for complaint against this Daniel unless we find it in connection with the law of his God. Then these high officials and satraps came by agreement to the king and said, O king Darius, live forever. Flattery is going to get them somewhere. Listen to this. All the high officials of the kingdom, the prefects and the satraps, the counselors and the governors are agreed that the king should establish an ordinance and enforce an injunction that whoever makes petition to any god or man for 30 days except to you, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it cannot be changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. And therefore, King Darius signed the document and the injunction. Well, if you can't investigate somebody and come up with some fault by which to charge them, then create some legislation that backs him into a corner. And go flatter the king a little bit, as they did. And, and they, they have the king. They bring a piece of legislation to the king and have him sign it. You know, Darius loved to be flattered. And it was a law that could not be revoked. You ever heard of the law of the Medes and the Persians? 
Well, it comes from this, a law that was put in place that could not be revoked. It had the king's stamp of approval on it. The legislation passed. Now look at verse 10. When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went into his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Daniel was not only a man of excellent attitude and untarnished integrity, but here we see his fearless piety. Daniel was a practicing Jew. He, he worshiped the one true God of Israel, not the pagan gods of Babylon or the pagan gods now of the Medo-Persian Empire. No, Daniel stayed true to his God. He was a godly man in a godless culture. And here we have a little insight into his daily practice, his spiritual disciplines. Thanks so much for being here for Ron's message, Inside the Lion's Den. We'll pick it up right here tomorrow when Ron concludes his teaching series, Standing Strong. Join us then for something good. Hello, friend. I'm Ron Jones of Something Good Radio. If you've been with us for a while, if you're a regular listener and God is using this broadcast in your life, I want to speak directly to you. When you first tuned in or streamed Something Good, did you know that other people paid to air that program? We call them our ministry partners. They have people just like you in mind when they donate monthly to Something Good which is a 100% listener-supported ministry. Now that you're a regular listener, will you do the same? Will you help us share something good with someone else? We created the 828 Club for people who choose to partner with this ministry through prayer and monthly financial support. It's based on Romans 828, which in the message says, every detail in our lives of love for God is worked into something good. I'm asking you to prayerfully consider joining the 828 Club today by giving $28 or more per month to share something good with someone else. And when you do, we'll send you some resources to help you grow in your relationship with God. It's our way of saying thanks for your partnership in this gospel ministry. So please join the 828 Club today. Here's Brian with all the details. For the body of Christ to fulfill the Great Commission, it takes partnership. It always has. Today, Ron wants to invite you to join him in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ through the Something Good Radio broadcast. When you partner with us, we'll send a few welcome gifts your way, including a free subscription to Something Good devotional magazine, plus the special gifts we offer each day here on Something Good Radio. To join the 828 Club today, please visit somethinggoodradio.org and click the partner page. That's somethinggoodradio.org or call 757-276-1099. If you can't become a partner but would like to make a donation to Something Good Radio today, we'd love to send you the complete audio download of the series you're hearing now, Standing Strong. In this outstanding seven-message series, Dr. Ron Jones takes us inside the life of Daniel, a man who shows us how we can be a light in an ever-darkening world even when we find ourselves living in a godless, depraved culture. That's standing strong. Our gift to you by request. 
for your gift to Something Good Radio. Make a donation online at somethinggoodradio.org or you can mail your gift to P.O. Box 6245, Virginia Beach, Virginia 23456. You can also call our offices 757-276-1099. If you're a brand new listener, we'd like to welcome you to the Something Good Radio family with a special gift, a free chapter of Dr. Ron Jones' book, Mysteries of the Afterlife. Get yours today by clicking on the I'm New button at somethinggoodradio.org. You have that kind of faith? The kind of faith that when things don't seem to be going your way and the legislation you know, is against you in some way, and, you know, the, 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 the posse that is formed against you seems to be winning the day, you literally get tossed into the lion's den. Daniel had the kind of faith as if to say, I don't know what the end result's going to be here, but I trust God to take care of me. And the God of heaven shut the mouths of lions because of Daniel's faith. That's tomorrow in part two of Dr. Ron Jones' message, Inside the Lion's Den. Join us then for Something Good. For Ron and the entire team here at Something Good Radio, I'm Brian Davis saying God bless and thanks for listening.